It is Unleashed, Barry, a sports talk with me, John Lund from KMBR Radio in San Francisco. Quarterback carousel. There is actually still a scenario in which Tom Brady replaces Brock Purdy and the rest of the carousel, plus news and notes you need to know about as you get ready for the Eagles and the 49ers in the NFC Championship game. Let's go. What's happening? Thanks for joining us. John Lund, Unleashed, various sports talk from the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm John Lund from KMBR Radio in San Francisco. A couple of things before we get into quarterback carousels. Brock Purdy, could Tom Brady still come to town? Mike Florio joined us on our KMBR show with, of course, me and Greg Poppett today on KMBR in San Francisco, and he had an interesting point. You may agree. You may want to vomit. It is certainly up to you. The rest of the quarterback carousel that we talked about uh, with Florio today as well with Rodgers and Lamar Jackson and Tom Brady and Derek Carr and the draft and all that. We'll get into that. Plus some betting lines for the Super Bowl should the Niners make it and the all-NFC team was announced and it was dotted with red and green as you would expect with the NFC Championship game happening uh, this weekend in uh, Philadelphia. Thank you so much for joining me. John Lund from KMBR Radio and of course Unleashed. We do this daily both on the YouTube channel and Uh, in podcast form as well. So if you're listening on the podcast, thank you very much. And please subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your favorite podcast, whether that be Apple or Spotify, as far as the YouTube channel is concerned. Thank you so much for joining us on the YouTube channel. And it's cool on the YouTube channel. And again, if you're on the podcast, awesome. I really appreciate it. If you want to check out the YouTube channel, you should, because we put out a bunch of graphics. And if we run videos, a lot of times we'll we'll do the videos and, and people like to see that. Plus, some people like to see my ugly mug to make themselves feel better. So that is great, too. So subscribe on the YouTube channel as well. We always do uh, live chats Wednesdays at 7 and when they are necessary. So I think we're going to do some extra ones this week ahead of the uh, NFC Championship game. So we'll keep a couple of those. So uh, stay to the YouTube channel. Also, you can interact and you can find out when we're doing live chats and other things. And just interact with the show any old time. And I'll use the best ones both on the podcast and on the YouTube channel. At John Lund Radio on Instagram and on uh, Twitter. And then, of course, if you're on the YouTube channel, just uh, put your comments on the comment section, or you can interact any old time, and I'll make sure I get to the best ones as well. So, again, thanks for hanging out. Much appreciated. Let's get to things as we start talking about uh, the NFC Championship game. But it was an interesting conversation that we had with uh, Mike Florio today from Pro Football Talk, who's one of our guests on KMBR. I'm going to take about a minute and a half snippet because I'll explain. Let me, let me play Florio first. And then I'll explain what he's saying because a lot of people think, well, obviously Brock Purdy's the starter into uh, 2023, and they kind of comp it to Trey Lance, and that's absolutely true. But he had a point here that I hadn't really thought of, and so we'll get into it. So, again, this is Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk, and he was on my KMBR show, which you can hear 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. weekdays with me and the voice of the 49ers, Greg Papa, on KMBR 680 and KMBR.com. If you are not in the San Francisco market, Here's what Mike Florio said about the quarterback situation for the 49ers after the season. And as to Brock Purdy, look, look at, look at how the seasons end with a thud and how we feel differently about guys that we had felt good about. The Bills season ends with a thud and they've got real questions. The Cowboys season ends with a thud and they've got questions. What if Brock Purdy has three interceptions on Sunday and the, Eagles beat the 49ers by double digits. That pops the balloon. That turns the chariot back into a pumpkin. Glass slipper back into whatever it was before that. I don't even know. But, uh, you know, <laughs> that, that, so, so that's, the, that's the Brock Purdy reality. 
with each box he checks, he strengthens his grip on next year. But if you, if you have in this game, if you have a, just a, a, an awful performance and the 49ers lose, I think it, it opens the door for Tom Brady. If they win this game and go to the Super Bowl, unless he has like a historic six turnover day, Purdy's going to be the guy next year. As I said, you may agree, you may disagree, you may vomit. At John Lund Radio, hit me up in the YouTube channel uh, right here underneath the, the video. So here's my thought on Brock Purdy, and I'm, gonna, and I'm going to risk life and limb when I say this because he used the word thud, and there's a thought. And I, before this even started, because we saw the direction that the 49ers were going, and I thought to myself when we had a conversation both on this podcast, on the YouTube channel, and on my KMBR show, you know, what would it take for Brock Purdy to unequivocally be the starting quarterback for the 49ers in 2023? Well, let's look at the situation. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be a free agent, and he cannot be tagged. And so we'll get into the quarterback carousel situation uh, in just a minute, but suffice to say that he's not going to come back because there's going to be many opportunities, I think, for Jimmy to start, and we forget very quickly about Jimmy Garoppolo, but he's going to start somewhere in 2023. So that leaves us, Brock Purdy leaves the 49ers, Brock Purdy and Trey Lance. Trey Lance has proven very little, and in fact, what Kyle Shanahan saw in Trey Lance, I think, is what we're going to see this weekend, this Sunday, in the NFC Championship game with Jalen Hurts. He wanted to, That's what he wanted. The difference is Jalen Hurts, as you know, and I know, played at Alabama for four, at, for four years, played at Oklahoma, threw a bunch of passes, was in a state-of-the-art uh, system throwing the football at Oklahoma, ran it a ton at Alabama, merged the two, worked really hard, and then turned into the guy that he is today, and... Trey Lance didn't have experience in North Dakota State and is still a work in progress while this team is a team that is in a Super Bowl window now and they don't have time to wait. And Brock Purdy may not have the ceiling of a Trey Lance potentially, but he can play right now. And so you might have a lower ceiling, higher floor for Brock Purdy. You may have a higher ceiling Trey Lance long term, but this team can't wait. And that's the quandary they find themselves in. And the more they won during the season, the more it became very apparent that if it came down to Trey Lance and Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy was going to be the starter. Okay, so that's the 49ers side of things. But there's something that Florio said in there talking about bringing Brady's name up, which makes a little bit of sense because the uh, assumption had been that Brady would go to the Raiders. Well, the Raiders have great weapons, but they don't have a defense and they don't have an offensive line, and they play in the AFC West where the Chargers and the Chiefs are going to be better than the Raiders, even with Tom Brady, even with an upgraded offensive line. And he's only playing for championships at this point of his career. So would he go there? He might. Uh, I don't know what his family situation. Nobody knows. And as you heard yesterday, in fact, I'll play it for you now, Tom Brady certainly hasn't made a decision yet. Tom, you're leaving everybody guessing. Uh, You've said you'll take your time. Do you have any type of a timetable as to what you might want to do uh, regarding your football career? Jim, if I knew what I was going to fucking do, I'd have already fucking done it. Okay? I'm taking it a day at a time. I sense you're antagonized by the question. <laughs> you're scratching. It's only the question scratching. that everybody wants to hear. You're scratchy. I appreciate your asking. Thank you. That was Tom on his Let's Go podcast. So how does that fit Brock Purdy? And you heard what Florio said there, and it makes sense. Has, has Brock Purdy, in your mind, done enough to be the starter without question in 2023? At John Lund Radio, hit me up in the comments here. Again, I will, I will take my life in my hands when I say, I don't know. I'm not saying Brock Purdy's not good. I'm not saying that he hasn't earned a lot of respect. I'm not saying that he might 
be a really, really, really good quarterback. When I, but what spins me the other way is stop with the Joe Montanas. It's disrespectful. It's not an easy position to play. And let's, let's comp it because this is the best comp I have. Let's say it's baseball. All right, there are 17 games. It used to be a lot easier when there were 16 games. So 16 times 10 is 160. There's 162 games in baseball. So you could say 10, uh, 10 baseball games is worth one football game. Does that make sense? 162 and 16. It's still fairly close. So let's just call, for the sake of this conversation, 10 baseball games equals one football game. 16 versus 162. You understand the math. So if Brock Purdy was a baseball player, and you know baseball, and he plays basically played eight games, so that's that's the equivalent of eighty baseball games. So if if a guy had played half a season in baseball and was pretty good, I mean I'm not saying Brock Purdy's a forty home run, hundred RBI guy, three twenty hitter. He's probably like a twenty home run guy, eighty RBIs, two seventy hitter in, in in baseball terms. He's been good, not great. He's been good. Um. And he played that way for half a season. Would you unequivocally say that he, he's good? We're good. Basketball, the equivalent, again, of is 80 games, so it's half a baseball. So every, every basketball game, five basketball games, is worth one football game. So that would be the equivalent of 40 NBA games. If a guy had played 40 NBA games, would you absolutely positively say, that guy's good, we have nothing to worry about at the center position or point guard position or whatever? You wouldn't. And so... Because, and the reason I'm using these analogies, and especially for baseball, is because baseball is a constant game of adjustments. Pitchers adjust to hitters. Hitters adjust to, to pitchers. And they go back and forth. Oh, he can't hit this. Oh, I'm going to try this on him. They're constantly changing what they're throwing at hitters. Is this a weakness? Is this a weakness? Is this a weakness? And when they find the weakness of a hitter, then they pound that until that hitter proves that you can't get him out that way anymore. Brandon Belt, who we just had on our show on KMBR, never could – it was the high fastball, high velocity, up and in. His swing just couldn't get to it, and it was a hole in his swing, and it never really got fixed. Well, I don't know if Brock Purdy has a hole. Maybe it's leaking out left, which they're forcing him to do. Then he has to turn his whole body. We talked about it yesterday in the podcast and on the YouTube channel. I'm not ripping Brock Purdy. I don't want to hear that in the comments. I'm not. And I'm not grading him on a curve because he's a seventh-round pick in the 262nd Mr. Relevant. All that stuff is irrelevant to me. I don't care where he was picked. I don't care if he was picked number one like Joe Burrow, who's in the AFC Championship game, number 10 like Patrick Mahomes was. I, I, I don't care. I don't care if he's picked in the second round like Jalen Hurts. Every one of those things is irrelevant when you play in this game. The 49ers are judged, just like we were saying with Tom Brady, on Super Bowl wins. That's it. Not getting close. You remember when Jimmy Gar- everybody loved Jimmy Garoppolo and then in the second half of the Super Bowl, which I was at, Overthrew Emmanuel Sanders. He's got to go. Last season, oh, we like Jimmy. Bad in the fourth quarter against the Rams. He's got to go. I mean, so much so that the the 49ers decided to trade two because they got one in return, so it's net two. Let's get that straight. To trade two first-round picks to get Trey Lance. They had had it. Jimmy had a ceiling and could only get him so far. The analogy I make is with baseball players. You are constantly adjusting. And now that we're getting eight games in, not only was Dallas's defense faster and he hadn't seen that kind of speed, but they had ways to neutralize him a little bit. I'm not ripping Brock Purdy. I'm saying that now he has adjustments to make. And to me, as good as he's been, he is not unequivocally the starter without question in 2023 because this team has Super Bowl aspirations, Super Bowl or bust. That's this organization. 
So Brock Purdy's really, really good. So let's bring Tom Brady back into the equation. And I know you want to vomit, and I know it's a, oh, come on. But it be, would it be the worst thing in the world if, if we go back to what Florio's thought was, if Brock Purdy with a thud against Philadelphia, because now it's getting harder and harder and harder. And I'm not ripping the schedule either. Brock Purdy played who he played and played great for the most part. Struggled against Dallas. It was really fast. They're starting to get a book on him in a little bit, and he's going to have to make adjustments. And I don't know if he can because we don't have enough of a sample size to know if Brock Purdy is just really, really good now, and then when they make adjustments, he'll struggle. Remember Mac Jones last year with the Patriots? Early on, it was like, oh, they should have taken Mac Jones. Mac Jones took a massive step backwards this year. I mean, it just happens in sports. Maybe it'll happen. Maybe it won't. Brock Purdy's been really good. It's a tremendous story. I like him. I hope they win the Super Bowl. It's great for business around here. It's great for business. We carry the games. I'd love to be in a parade. Hi, everybody. I mean, it would be great. But I'm simply saying that to me, as great as he's been, he's not the unquestioned starter in 2023. He is over Trey Lance. Jimmy Garoppolo's not coming back. I mean, given, the, the, given what we know right now, he is. But would, the worst, would it be the worst-case scenario to you if Tom Brady said, look, and he wanted to come back in 2020, they politely said no. But now it's, hey, I want to play one more year. I want to come home. I can take you over the top. I've been here. These defenses aren't too fast for me. You got a good offensive line. I'll be there for a year. I'll win a Super Bowl. He'll learn under me, and then you can, you can move on with Brock Purdy, no problem. That's not a bad scenario, especially if Brock Purdy doesn't play well against Philadelphia on Sunday, and it's going to be tough. Now, if he plays great, all right. I stand corrected. And if he plays great, then maybe there are no more questions to be asked or answered. And we keep talking about the boxes he has to check off. But again, it's not good enough for this organization to get to championship games and to get to Super Bowls. It is for a lot of teams. But remember when Jed York wouldn't give Jim Harbaugh an extension? Why not? Because he got to a Super Bowl and he didn't win it. And remember when Colin Kaepernick came on the scene and was on Sports Illustrated and and it, it said, well, there it is right there. You know, you were right. Shout to the heavens, Jim. You were right. Well, you weren't right because long-term, Colin Kaepernick, they figured him out. They figured out Zone Reed. They figured out Colin Kaepernick. They figured out Mac Jones uh, this year. You know, guys get figured out in baseball all the time. Maybe that's not Brock Purdy. Maybe he's great. But at one point, I thought there's no way Brady's coming in. And then I started thinking to myself, if he's not great against Philadelphia, getting close isn't good enough for this organization. They are in a window to win a Super Bowl right now. And Kyle Shanahan, if they don't win Sunday against Philadelphia, will have lost two NFC Championship games in a row, lost a Super Bowl in Atlanta as the OC, lost a Super Bowl here in Miami, close, 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 close. And I know for a fact that he feels like this is his best chance to win a Super Bowl this year, and he'll be frustrated if he's not. So again, the roller coaster can go really high, and everybody's on Brock Purdy, and he plays poor and throws a couple interceptions against Philly, and he's the reason they lose. We as fans can change very, very quickly. Happened to Jimmy Garoppolo, happened to Colin Kaepernick, and I'm not being negative, I'm just being a realist, that Brady for a year wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, even if you know Purdy's going, wait a minute, I earned this job. Eh. A year under Brady wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, and this is the team that wins Super Bowls. Just a thought. I could be 100% wrong, and you could be calling me absolutely crazy and you want nothing to do with Tom Brady. Let me know. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it, but it's not the worst idea in the world. Unless you think it is, and that's fine. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Uh, The rest of the quarterback carousel. Do we have the music for uh, quarterback carousel? Oh, there we go. 
Sorry, I was a little late on that. And um, let me see if I can get this up on the uh, screen here. Quarterback carousel. There we are. There they are. So we talked to Florio today about the uh, quarterback carousel. Let me get out of the way of the picture there. If you're watching on the YouTube channel, there's Brady. Raiders. Could be Niners. Wants to win. Derek Carr. I have no idea. Is somebody going to give something up for Derek Carr? Lamar Jackson. I asked Florio today if the uh, Ravens would really trade him. He thinks they if they got two number ones, they would. I mean, if you're the Jets, if you're the Raiders, if you're desperate at quarterback, two ones for Lamar Jackson? I would. And then Aaron Rodgers. I was wrong on Rodgers. Um, I thought that Rodgers had such a prohibitive cap number because he signed last offseason a new deal. I thought he was tied to the uh, – yeah, we can get rid of that. Uh, I thought he was tied to the Packers for at least another year, but apparently his cap hits, I don't know, it's like $60 million, which still – that's why there's so much cap, uh, movement amongst quarterbacks nowadays. We never used to see it. If you had a good one, you always kept them. What happens now is is that there's always a talent versus tolerance thing, and I think the Packers are getting to the point where Rodgers' talent might not be worth the tolerance, and maybe they want to give Jordan Love a shot. But uh, every single year being held hostage is, is not a great thing. Tampa is ready to move on from Tom Brady, all that stuff. Sometimes it's great for a couple of years, and, and that's what I mean about Brady. Look, I'm not looking for a long-term commitment if he was to come to the 49ers, and I'm not even sure that I would want him there. I'm just bringing it up. But uh, those guys are all going to move. I just didn't think Rodgers was going to uh, be able to, at least financially, the Packers going to do something. But one of the reasons why quarterbacks move nowadays is teams are willing to eat a bunch of money. You know, Matt Ryan got moved, Atlanta ate a bunch of money. And that's just what teams will do now. The Raiders are going to eat money on Derek Carr. There's all, you know, that's just what happens. Teams get frustrated. They want to move on. New coaches come in like uh, Josh McDaniels in Oakland, or excuse me, Oakland, in Las Vegas. And what happens is they just, they want their own guys in there. Now, again, I think Brady would go because the GM and Josh McDaniels are in Las Vegas and it makes some sense. But as far as the offensive line, I just don't think it's good enough for Brady to go to to, uh, to the Raiders. A couple of more things before we get into uh, or before we leave in terms of the Brady stuff. And by, and by the way, I want you to hear. I want you to uh, give me some feedback on uh, Brock Purdy, and we'll get into all that kind of stuff. But a couple more things before we uh, wrap up the podcast, wrap up the uh, YouTube show today. This came out the All NFC team. And again, if you're on the uh, podcast, I'll do the best I can to read this to. If you're on the YouTube channel, you can obviously see what I've done. I've colored in. A green for the Eagles and red kind of for the 49ers. And here's what's amazing about the all-NFC team. Now, I know that these are the two best teams in the NFC, and probably you would see this. You would see them dotted like this. But 14 of the 22 players in the all-NFC team are from these two teams that are playing in the NFC Championship game. And the only position in which they are not represented is guard in which Chris Lindstrom from the Falcons and Zach Martin of the Cowboys other, every other position group, there is one from eight, one of these teams. So, for example, Jalen Hurts is your quarterback in the NFC, all, quarter, all uh, NFC team. Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey are the running backs. There's a niner. Wide receivers, A.J. Brown, Justin Jefferson. A.J. Brown's an eagle. Tight end is George Kittle, we know. Center is Jason Ke- uh, Kelsey from the Eagles. Uh, guard, I told you about. Tackles, Lane Johnson and Trent Williams. So, you got two there. Lane Johnson, Eagles, Trent Williams, 49ers. Defensively. One of the ends is Nick Bosa. One of the defensive tackles is Javon Hargrave of the Eagles, which is why it's going to be tough to run on the uh, Eagles. They've got some beef inside. Uh, outside linebackers, one is Hassan Reddick of the Eagles, very fast. The other is Michael Parsons. Middle linebacker, there's only one. That's Fred Warner. 
uh, corners, Jair Alexander from the Packers, Darius Slay from the Eagles. So, again, there's another one from one of these teams. And both safeties, C.J. Gardner-Johnson and Talanoga Hafunga. I didn't look at the special teams guys, or I did, but, uh, you know, I kind of excluded them from that. So that's an interesting one. And finally, I think I had one more to share with you here if I can find it. Oh, odds. My good friend uh, Nick Wagner, again, you can see this if you're on the YouTube channel. Early betting lines for the Super Bowl from Caesar Sports has the 49ers as a pick against either the Chiefs or the Bengals. And the Eagles are a one-point favorite against either side. So that kind of tells you how close these final four teams are. 49ers would be a pick against the Chiefs, the Bengals, Eagles, a one-point favorite against either team. That's one of the closer Super Bowls uh, I think that we've seen in a long time. So that is that. All right, I think we are caught up on everything. Give me your thoughts. I don't expect you to 100% agree with me on Tom Brady uh, in terms of uh, <laughs> in terms of him coming to the 49ers when Florio said that, and I had kind of dis- I had kind of dismissed it and said to myself, "Nah, he's not coming. It's just that's not going on." But it does make some sense. And the term that got me was thud. Because Josh Allen right now, you know, he's not very good. People are upset with him. They loved him all year. Now, I think Mahomes is beyond that and Burrow is beyond that. Those guys are established. I'm not saying that. And if your comment back is, well, look at Burrow. If he has a bad day, if Mahomes has a bad day, Brock Purdy is not those guys. And I'm not saying it in terms of talent where he's not. But I'm saying it in terms of they have pelts on the wall. They've done it. And Brock Purdy's done it for eight games. And I gave you kind of the equivalent. Either, either you buy the baseball analogies or you don't. But this is a fact. You're always getting adjusted to. And I think baseball is the best analogy, best comparison for it. And t- teams are constantly adjusting to you. You can see it easiest in baseball. But we're starting to see some adjustments against Brock Purdy. He's got to adjust back. I love the kid. I love the story. I think he's really good. It's just I don't think we can come to the conclusion yet that he is the long-term starter and successful starter and Super Bowl uh, quarterback, leading quarterback for the 49ers because the best thing I heard about him during the Cowboys or after the Cowboys game was he didn't turn the ball over. He, hiked, he, he snapped the ball when it was down to one second. He was very efficient. And I know game manager is, has a negative connotation. I'm not saying that. What I'm simply saying is when you get to this level, all right, you start playing in the NFC Championship game in Super Bowls, it's not enough – and as good as this 49ers defense is, it's not Steelers of the 70s, Bears of the 80s, uh, Ravens. Uh, you, you've got to have an elite defense year after year after year to win if you have a, a quarterback that's not going to make a ton of plays for you. And what I heard about Brock Purdy was, well, he didn't turn it over. It's really important that he didn't, no doubt about it. Uh, he, he's very efficient. You know, late in the game, it was, you know, the clock was down to one. I'm not saying he's not smart. I'm not saying he's not a good quarterback. I just don't know long-term if he's the guy to lead them to multiple Super Bowls. That's all I'm saying. And if he does end with a thud, then the questions are going to be asked. I think, And I think that's fair. Give me your thoughts. At John Lund Radio. That is your podcast and YouTube show. Appreciate you hanging out. Make sure that you subscribe, whether it's the podcast and, of course, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Also, make sure that you subscribe. Tell your friends, the YouTube channel. We'll do a live chat on Wednesday at 7 o'clock Pacific. Let's talk all about the Eagles and 49ers. My show is live from Levi's Stadium tomorrow with Greg Papa, voice of the 49ers on KNBR from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Tune in to that one as well. Thanks for hanging out. Appreciate it. It is Unleashed Barry Sports Talk with me, John Lund from KNBR Radio in San Francisco, only on the Locked On Podcast Network.